Welcome to Creating Kesha, conversations about connecting in marriage. Each week, I get to have a conversation with one of my colleagues where we talk about different ideas, different issues, different solutions to creating connection in marriage. I'm your host, Lisa Tversky. With me for this episode is Yessi Sirota, who's a psychotherapist in private practice and a professor at Rutgers University Graduate School of Social Work. Hello, Yessi. How are you today? Hello, Lisa. How are you? Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being here. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the idea or the fact that there is often a big difference in how people behave with their spouse and how people, those same people behave outside with others and not necessarily in a good way. Um, that there's a whole segment of the population that feels like outsiders get the better treatment and experience of their spouse than they do. And it can be confusing and distressing and um, upsetting. And I thought that would be a good topic uh, for us to talk about. Yeah, definitely something, you know, we find a lot in, in many relationships throughout all cultures. What? And a very common, interesting, and a little bit mysterious theme about why that happens. Yeah, what, what do you, let's start with what do you think, uh, what do you think is going on? So it's a good question. You know, you know, just thinking about it, I think different people, as with anything else in psychology, there's, you know, different people will, you know, have current similar trends in behavior, but for different reasons. So I think that it's something to think about in terms of why this might be and the different ways that people may arrive at that, you know, behavior. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that come to mind for me, I guess the first thing that I think of is the personal piece. And that is that, you know, you, you, we're human beings. Right. You know, we, we go out into the world. We have school as a child. We have work as an adult. You know, we have, you know, university. We have yeshiva. We have all kinds of different experiences that we spend a lot of time outside of our homes and outside with other people in the, we'll call it the official world. Right. Then we come back home and we need some space for ourselves. And we have to kind of, carve out some hours of our day where we can be just me. I, you know, just to, as I'm talking about this, I just keep thinking about a nephew of mine. Okay. Don't <laughs> I remember many, like many years ago, no names, no <laughs> names, but he'll be proud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no names. But many, many years ago, I had the opportunity to, um, I was doing some work on my house mm-hmm. in, uh, in my apartment in a location to be, not to be disclosed. Yeah. And we, we, we couldn't live in the apartment for a week. So I had to move into one of my siblings. Okay. So we moved in there for a week and we got to see their children up hand, up close and personal. And we saw that what it was like to live amongst the house. And these were children that were young, uh-huh. just getting started in their schooling. And it was a view of the family that we never got to see before. Now, this okay. nephew was a fantastic kid, all this brilliant boy, very social, wonderful kid, is still that wonderful boy yeah. and now an adult, but was all the teachers thought he was amazing. All of the, the friends, all the community, everyone thought he was great. Mm-hmm. And then we watched, and, and my, you know, my sibling was watching with me and explaining to me what was going on in the house and warning me yeah. what a terror he became during those few hours at home. Ooh. He would torture his sister. He was impossible to get to sit still. He wouldn't listen. 
He wouldn't, you know, all these, all these behaviors that were so surprising. Right. And when you call the school and this happens, you, you know, this happens to parents all the time. They right. call up the school and they're like, my son is really fine in school. He doesn't act out. He's not being, you know, he's not being a total monster. He's not that's not the child. The whole, that, whole, the whole, the whole <laughs> school day. Yeah, or the principal's and, office. And this happens all the time. But you see it. We'll start, I'll start with children just because it's the most obvious example. But you see what happens is that there's the world that they go to. They go to school. They mm. behave all day. They have this world that they have to be in, so to speak. And then they come back home. And then they become, you know, this this terror or what we call being more of a very different person. So I think there's definitely a personal element that goes on when people come home. Meaning you're in a relationship, but you're also home. When you're in a relationship with a spouse, that's when you have your time to just be you. And that's when you have this opportunity to kind of just let go of all the things that you are holding on to during the day. Now, it doesn't mean this is okay. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect your stress. And we'll right. talk about that, I'm sure. Right. But I think one of the things that might be driving this is just on a personal level that people, they need to have a space to be you. And even if the rest, with the rest of the world, they can put on somewhat of a show. And it's not even a show. It's appropriate. It's socially appropriate right. to be, you know, to be a, to act a certain way and to behave a certain way. But, it, but you know, sometimes you want to just let your hair down and just be a little cuckoo and a little bit crazy, a little bit not so nice and a little bit more, or a little bit more, you know, yourself. And when you come home and your spouse is around most of the time, mm -hmm. that's going to come out in the relationship. It's going to be a part that's going to be very obvious. So that's, that's the first part that comes to mind when we talk about it that way. Yeah. So let me ask you, because because I think that this comes up for parents and I think this comes up for spouses. Um, are we saying that it's, you know, a lot of spouses who see this will personalize it. Some spouses will start. I mean, neither of these extremes are, are very helpful, but there's a spouse who's going to be blaming you know, that isn't helpful. You this with other people, you that with other people, and you come home and you're like that. And there's no understanding and there's no, um, you know, attempt to sort of say, hey, let's let's figure this out and let's work together. There's just a lot of anger and hurt and resentment and blaming. And then there's the spouse on the other end of things that's going to say, what am I doing? It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It must be me. He's, he's amazing or she's amazing with everybody else. So it must be me, 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 me. And that's not a helpful end of the spectrum either. Are we saying that there is an element um, or factor to 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 that that they're it's just plain that they need their space at home or there is something that is different at home or they haven't learned as a child how to manage their need for that letting loose in a way that doesn't hurt other people so they don't didn't do it as kids and then they didn't ma they aren't managing it as adults either what so, so i think what you're saying what you're what we're getting into now is how this now, this personal need that a, a person in a relationship has, how it bounces off of the other people in the relationship. And I think that's where it gets a little bit deeper, and a little more complicated, where I have a right to be me, but I don't really have a right to be me because I'm not living alone and I'm not alone in an apartment, you know, by myself when I come back from work and could be me. Now I'm in a relationship. Right. So I have parents that I have to worry about or siblings or, as we're talking about today, a spouse. Right. So there's a lot of ways that this now this personal dynamic begins to interplay with the with the with the spousal relationship, mm -hmm. and that's an important thing to as everything in a marriage to communicate about. Communication has to come out. I remember I had I was I was working with a couple, um, and it was a very similar idea of what you were talking about, and where there was this consistent 
you know, behavior that was coming out. I work with mostly with the men and he was, he kept talking, his wife kept on coming in for sessions to complain about his behavior. How with everybody else is this, with everybody else is that, with everybody else, and with me, it's just a mess. And it's a, so at a certain point, we got to a point where we were trying to explore why this was happening specifically to him, but also, and why, how it bounced off of her. And at one point we realized that he was really testing her to see if he, if she still loved him as being really who he was. And I think that this element that people need to just have a space for themselves when they interplay with other people like parents, and in our case as a spouse, then there's a whole dynamic that has to be worked in. So let's say they had a a real communication and they had a real good session or a real, a real good talk about this with each other. Mm -hmm. And he would, and they would understand that it's not her fault if she thinks it is, or he's not trying to have anything with, you know, to to be mean specifically to her. Right. But they realize that he has a need to be a certain way and he wants to make sure that he's loved even being that way. That changes the whole dynamic of the whole relationship and the whole situation that's going on. Right. But there are parts of this that have to be carefully communicated with a spouse and understood because there's, you know, there, there, there's a lot that could come out when someone is acting a little bit differently at home. But if they take it personally, the other spouse takes it personally, he or she, then it, it causes a lot of extra drama that doesn't need to be there. And if someone's coming at this with the understanding of, wow, this is my spouse, this is who they really are. Um, okay, but now we have to figure out, okay, so how does that work with me? Why are they being this way personally? I understand better, but now how does that understand? How do I, how do I work with my relationship with them in this concept? Concept, right. concept. Right, right. I, you know, it brings to mind a theme that I feel like comes up a lot, you know, as I'm talking to people doing, doing the podcast, but also in doing some marriage education, that there, there is this kind of move from childhood expectation to adult expectation that people are not so conscious of and, and therefore don't do so well that this sort of testing, will you love me anyway? And, and not sort of getting that, you know, in an adult marriage, there, there needs to be a certain type of limit or a certain type of restraint that has nothing to do with the lack of marriage, but has to do with what's okay and therefore lovable in an adult versus what can still be lovable from a child or in childhood, that a parent whose kid comes home and is bouncing off the walls after being perfect, 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 perfect in school is, is going to have a different feeling than somebody whose spouse comes home and was perfect, 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 and then is bouncing off the walls in ways that are negative and hard to live with for them. It, it's hundred percent. It's not going to be the same. hundred the, percent. The, and I think that it's important as an adult to realize that, that right. as a child, you don't, you're not going to have a conversation about this with the child. You know, you right. might, but it's not going to be the same conversation. You're not going to say, Hey, why do you treat the rest of the world differently than me? Right. As an adult though, you can. And I think it's okay for the person coming home to act differently, but mm-hmm. the conversation is definitely warranted and should be done. And I think there's, you know, and, and that's what's going to happen is that if a spouse will turn to the other spouse and say, how come, you know, I've noticed when you're out with everybody else, you act this way, but around me or when we're home or we spend a lot of time together, things change. Can we talk about this? Right. And, and what, what, what's also interesting about this is that a lot of times people view this as a negative 
part of their relationship. And they say, well, they act so nice to everybody else. They act so different with everybody else. I wish they would act like this with me. How could we fix this? How could I be, how could you, how could we make it that you act, you treat me the same way you treat everybody else? And I'll be honest with you, it's what I have seen with working with couples that are struggling with this particular type of issue mm-hmm. is that it's a detriment to the relationship because what they have is something more special than the outside world. Mm. What they're getting is a raw, much more approach, much more um, vulnerable spouse. Mm. And that's available to them. And that's what's coming. That's what's happening in the relationship when they're not with everybody else. And it's more important for them to understand who that person is and why, they, why they're acting this way and what they really need. And they'll be able to get to a much better place or a much deeper place with their spouse, which we all hope. We all hope that with our spouses. We're having, we're not, we're not like everybody else. We don't want to be like everybody else. Right. So the question is, why do you treat everybody else not like me? Okay. It's not nice. I don't feel good about it. I feel hurt that you're treating everyone else nicer than me, but let's not make me like everybody else. That's not going to help. Let's make me special. Let's make me, let's understand what it is you need and let's work together so that we can have an even more beautiful relationship than everyone else out there. Right. And that's a really hard balance. I think that a lot of people wind up with either all or nothing. Either they just don't say anything and they're hurt and and they're internally shut down, or they confront their spouse in a way that externally shuts everything down, as opposed to that movement to a place where I get it, but you have to understand what's hurting me about it. I get that I'm getting the stuff that you won't show to other people because you don't feel as close to them or you're not looking for the approval for them from them that you're looking for from me because I'm special to you but it's really it's really killing me so right. we have to do sure, something no and it's also and it's very, very and it's hard and it's hard to do because it's it's really going into some really touchy areas some really sensitive areas some places where you know, a lot of people don't want to go to, but, you know, even just to start, just to say, you know, I noticed that things are a little bit different when you're out, you know, I wonder what that's about. Not, not, not coming at you like, why are you treating me differently? Mm. But more from a place of, I want to understand you better because that's really what we're trying to get to. And it's more about, you know, when you come home, I see it's harder for you. You know, you're, you're not as smooth. You're not as easier. You're not as sociable. You're not as open. You're not like, I just wonder if there's anything we could be doing differently to make your home you know, you know, cater to that. What's that about? And once we begin to explore it as a couple, mm-hmm. we can start to open up doors and maybe get to places that will be even more vulnerable and more and more connected. Right. And that, but it's it's not easy. It's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Yeah. But you know, but you know, to try to push someone to to be like they are with someone else is not really dealing with the issue. You're not really, you know, they're saying, "Why can't you treat me like everybody else?" That's not really what you want. No. It's more about why aren't you treating me nicely or why are you treating me differently and what need are we do we have to fill for us to both be able to get above this and to be, right. make this a positive experience. And and probably as much as possible keeping other people out of it. Meaning, yeah. you know, I've noticed this and this, what I would like, you know, keeping it on the my request. Um, I want to understand you, but I want to also request request from you rather than, you know, you this and you that with that person, there, there's just something kind of naggy and, and unappealing. And, and, and it's also, and, and, it, there's a loss of opportunity to, to have the expectation that you'll treat me like you treat everybody else. 
Right, and it also loses the, the depth of the relationship. Uh, you know, you keep saying, I want to be treated like your friend. You right. know, a, a spouse is not supposed to be a friend. You know, like everyone thinks, I married this person and they're my best friend. This common misconception. You know, it's like, it's a nice thing to have a good, very close friend that you married, but that's not the role of a spouse. Right. You know, it's like, you, I get this all the time from, 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 I work mostly with the men. And I, I usually, I get, I get, you know, it's most of our practice is adult men. And they're, they're always saying, well, my wife is not the kind of person that will go out with me to X, Y, and Z, or will not want to do this activity with me. And it's killing me because they're just not the same. It, you know, I, I thought I married somebody who was going to do all these things or be all these things for me. And they, mm-hmm. they think that a spouse has to be this all-encompassing all person that's going to do, be everything for them. And that's not healthy. It's much better to have your spouse be the person you need to be your spouse for. And if for some reason, you know, there are certain things you were hoping to do with your spouse to build a life around it with other people. Right. And you want to find your spouse. You want to resent your spouse for not doing it for you. And you'll be able to be happy with your spouse and with the life that you have around your spouse. Right. Is, is there a particular, you know, shift in perspective that could help somebody go from feeling that resentment and feeling that, um, you know, neediness like everyone else gets but not me that would help and calm their system down long enough um, to be able to have a better conversation around this, do you think? Other than what you said already, which is you don't really want to be treated exactly like everybody else. You want to have a unique relationship with your spouse. Right. Are there, is, are there any? I think, I think another part of it is probably, and, and, it's, and now this may not be the case with everyone. Like we talked earlier about different, the same behavior comes about different ways for different people. But right. I think another, a big part of this is that it's don't take it personal. It's not really necessarily about the fact that they don't treat everyone else, you know, they treat everyone else better than you. Mm. And therefore you're the target of this person that they don't like. It may just be, that they need to be themselves sometimes and you happen to be around them when that's happening. Right. It's not, it's not so much that they don't like you like everyone else. Or they don't treat you as nicely. It's just that like, like my nephew, right? You needed right. a space to just be not to have to behave all the time and not to have to be on all the time. Mm. So it, I think if it doesn't, if the spouse looks at it and it says it's not personal, it's just that this is a need that my, my spouse has, my husband or wife have, you know, for a few hours a day to just be themselves, I think it'll kind of just reduce all the tension right? and the perspective could help. And then that also automatically begins the process of fact-finding, understanding what are the needs of my soul. Why do they need this when they come home? Why do they act this way? I think that could really shift the behavior. Yeah, I, it, it brings to mind a different issue that I think a lot of um, couples struggle with is that the core issue is one thing and because of various reasons or or um, issues of miscommunication, they wind up arguing about a completely different thing that's not the actual core issue. And so we never get anywhere because we're not really addressing the core issue. So if I am, you know, upset at not being treated a certain way and I take it personally, 
and I start talking to you about how you don't care about me as much or you don't aren't interested in me in the same way or, do, or you don't regard me the way you regard my friends. And now my spouse is saying, yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I could prove it. You're behaving like this over there. And you're no, but I do. No. So they're arguing about how you feel about me. And that's why the argument keeps going, because I'm taking it as you don't feel about me the way you should. And my spouse is saying, yes, I do, as opposed to something's going on in the house, out of the house, that's making me uncomfortable. Let's figure it out. The real issue is the in the house, the out of the house, not not the person's feelings. The person who's behaving this way, like your nephew, maybe, isn't feeling like they don't like their parents in that case or spouse. But that's what our conversation is going to be about, how you don't care about me. And then we can't get anywhere because the person doing the behavior is saying, I do care about them. They can't tell me I don't care about them. What are they talking about not caring about them? So we're fighting back and forth, caring, schmaring, and we're never getting to this is what's hurtful and this is what you need and how do we negotiate it because we're not ever getting to that point. We're still staying on the surface and fighting about my feelings, your feelings towards me. And yeah, hundred percent. And this is what happens to couples all the time. These are what we call those negative cycles that that couples will get into, where they just, you know, one of them is use is not communicating the real issue or the real feelings of the subject. What it triggers the other spouse to then respond in a negative way, which then triggers the first spouse, and then it goes back and forth. And then we have a negative cycle that you know we always see couples, and you know, in therapy, couples are always repeating these. Not always, almost often. Right. you know, repeating negative cycles. And then what you have to take a look and say, well, why do we keep getting stuck in these cycles? And say, well, maybe because when I originally, when you come home and you act a certain way, I take it personally and I react to you this way. And once we understand that this is what's going between the two of us, maybe we can change and break that cycle, which we hope to do, which is, well, when I come home, if I remind you, or if I remember myself, uh-huh. that it's just a need that's a personal need. And I, and both of us are aware of that. So then I won't re- then the other spouse won't react that way, and then I won't have that you know counter reaction, right. and then it will settle everything down, which happens all the time. There is one piece I do want to add to this though, which yeah. I don't want to get pe- you know certain individuals off the hook, so to speak, about. Okay. And that is that as much as we're trying to understand behavior of somebody who will treat their spouse differently, mm-hmm. and will treat you know than everyone else, or more negatively, it seems like in this conversation, than they would treat other people. It's not only because they just need, not always only because they need his personal space and, or they need, or they don't know how to, you know, you know ask for the, the, um, the confidence and by testing the relationship and do you love me even in this place? Sometimes it's just people who are acting inappropriately. And we have to put that on the, on the, we have to put that on the radar. I don't want this conversation to go in a place where if my, if, you know, if I have a spouse that's treating me terribly and everyone else nicely, of course, it's nothing to do with you. And of course, it's, you know, right, it's, it's right. only it's only because they need space. Sometimes they're acting inappropriately and they don't know how to or for other reasons, which we have to explore. They're just not treating someone appropriately and and being around, being home, being around someone more, having that, you know, getting comfortable in a relationship over time certainly will bring out that, you know, someone who's, who doesn't know how to behave appropriately will come out with this stuff, too. Right. Again, that has to be worked on, talked about, communicated. But right. I want to just put it out there that it's not always going to be the structure that we're talking about. You know, it can that can be something you have to watch out for to make sure that it's not, you know, after you explored the fact that there's nothing personally that the spouse needs and that it's not just that you're testing the relationship to see if you love me even no matter how I am. 
then you say, okay, you know, we went through those two. I think you're also still acting inappropriately anyway, despite all that. And you have to get your, you know, get that stuff together. That's yeah. an important piece to put out there. Yeah, I really appreciate you you bringing that up. I think that any, you know, the best litmus test, I guess, for for any of these kinds of talks or um, articles or things that people might read in an attempt to try and improve their marriage or get things back on track um, is you know, that this kind of thing is all well and good as long as it you you see movement or you can actually utilize it in your relationship. If you're hearing, let's say, this little piece um, with the spouse behaving one way in the house and one way out of the house and you're hearing some suggestions and you're utilizing those suggestions and things are just still miserable for you, then you don't want to keep thinking, well, if I just said it the right way, maybe I didn't ask him or her um, as well or good or appropriately as I should. If it's not going and it's not moving or you don't have a willing partner in having this discussion, you trying to approach and there's just shut down. I don't know what you're talking about. It's all in your head. You're imagining things. Uh, you know, if there's no one home to discuss it with, go further than just a podcast or an article or a book or whatever, you know, get, get some more help. It's not, if this is not helping and everything you're trying isn't helping, don't just, you know, kind of stay stuck looking at what you're not doing, what I'm not doing, what I'm not doing, what I'm not doing. Um, right. and, and either yourself or with the help of a professional, you know, you can explore the different possibilities. Right. What we're offering today is another possibility of what might be a structure of why this would be happening. Right. And something to watch out for to at least think about, you know, like, is there something else going on here that I'm not, I think in general, if, uh-huh. if anyone in a, in a, in a relationship, you know, as intimate as a marriage, you know, would, would have a few moments when they were upset, or when they finally are not upset anymore, could right. take a step back and say, wait a second, maybe I'm missing something here. Is there something else that's going on? And that's always a beneficial way to look at your relationship. A hundred percent. And I think that there's a lot of change that can happen from these sort of insights or lessons that we're raising, which is why I wanted to do this, that, that could save people a lot of time and effort or pain um, in terms of just letting things go or rushing to therapy. There's a time and a place for couples work, um, but there's also a time and a place for education and reflection and self-improvement. But again, it's a balance um, and it's not going to be that everyone needs therapy for any marriage issues. There's plenty they can solve on their own, but there's also not going to be everything that you can solve on your own. So correct. 100%. Yeah. Well, this was really um, great. And I look forward to another installment with you. I'm signing you up. So um, my pleasure. Let me know. Thank you. Thank you all for your attention and uh, hope you enjoyed. Thank you. And don't forget to have your question or idea for a show address. Email us at podcast at keshereducation.com. See y'all next time. Thank you.